We're going to go back a bit more into that, but it's always good to share a few, few, few snaps. And in a sense, and I tell you, actually, that story, I realized the reason we were even in Washington was part of the foolishness of the wisdom of God. And I came to realize that as part of that trip, and I'll talk about that. So, uh, yeah, let's get into the passage. Um, before we do that, I just want to put into a thought that as we look at wisdom today, that wisdom could be considered as an apple. So we're going to think about that apple, that apple of wisdom, as we go through. So, and it's an interesting thought, but as you come, as we go into it, you'll sort of see, it's not, it's not it's going to roll off, but there we go, hopefully it'll stay there. Um, so, so we're going to go into uh, page 1215. If you're looking from the front of that, it looks like 5121, but it's the other way around, you see. So we're on chapter 3 of 13, and that's on 1215. So it starts off, so the heading of this is two kinds of wisdom. Now, I just want to point out, firstly, that the headings in your Bible are not biblical. The headings in your Bible are added at translation, and I think when we get back to the end of this passage, we might look at two kinds of wisdom and say, well, is that entirely correct? Um, interesting enough, you don't often find it in other uh, translations. It's different. But let's go into it and let's have a look. So it says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. So we've got our wisdom. So we're expecting the, this apple of wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. So, whoa, hang on a minute. So we've got more than one wisdom. Because all of a sudden it says this isn't the wisdom that comes down from heaven. This is a different sort of wisdom. So there is more than one sort of wisdom. We'll come back. So, and then, so from where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes down from heaven is first pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. So this is James giving us a bit of advice about wisdom. He said, I actually seek this wisdom from above. But what he's highlighting to me, and it was, after he says it was almost a bit of a shock when I started to study the passage, because we just think about wisdom is good and not wisdom is not good. We think about the wise and the not wise. But actually James highlights that there's multiple wisdoms. So of course we've got wisdom from above, yeah, sure enough, but then carries on, doesn't he? And he says, it does not come down from heaven, but he's earthly. So we've got earthly wisdom as well. But he carries on, doesn't he? He carries on, and then what does he say? He says we've got unspiritual wisdom, and we've got demonic wisdom. So all of a sudden, we've got four apples. Now, if I was Razzle Dazzle Rob, I'd be able to juggle these, but I can't. So. Um, so all of a sudden we've got a choice. So I challenge, and, and so what James is highlighting is that we have a choice as to where we get our wisdom from. Wisdom is not simply a good thing. He's saying there are different sorts of wisdom, and there is one wisdom, 
I've lost it, it's that one, that comes down from above. I'm going to lose track of these apples, so if someone keeps an eye on them, let me know. But... So the question is, when we ask for wisdom, what we're asking for, we're actually, we're asking, we have to choose what we're asking for. And that's where we're going to look at. And we're going to look at how do we choose? How do we get a right wisdom, the one we're looking for? So it's always good to have a bit of Greek. Uh, so there's a bit of Greek, but that's a bit heavy. So I think we're going to move straight on into something else. We might come back to that, anything else. So we need a question. So what's the question? It's always good to have a good sort of question. And the question is, where do you get your apples from? So if you're writing down... Oh, damn, where to get your apples from? You might say, oh, that's a bit sort of light. But actually, there's no reason for us not to receive this stuff in a way that we relate to in a different way. So, so where do we choose these apples? How do we choose what they are? Now, the question is, you might go back and say, well... There's two sorts of apples. James talks about, you know, it says at the beginning, two, it says there's two kinds of wisdom. There is heavenly wisdom and there's non-heavenly wisdom. But actually the truth is the text doesn't really support that. I'll try and give you an example. This is heavenly wisdom. Um, I give a couple of examples. One would be a bit, of a, a bit of a light one, but actually when you choose your socks in the morning, you have a sock drawer, you choose your socks. Seems a bit odd. I chose some pink socks this morning just actually to remind me of this. We can talk about. Now, who prays about their socks as a sock drawer? I have been known to. I I don't very often, but I did do an experiment this week. I confess. Um, but if you were to pray about what socks to put on this morning, you might say, "Well, why would I get any wisdom about that?" Well, if it mattered, I think it, you could argue that you might get some wisdom. If it didn't matter, you'd have to choose your socks for a different reason. Now, I did pray for my sock drawer last, this week, and what happened was I had to throw three pairs out, which I wasn't expecting to do, but actually that's what, that's what I wanted to do. So, so if I go to my sock drawer and I don't get any heavenly wisdom, how do I then choose my socks? Well, I can either go, actually, I'm going to a meeting, I'm wearing blue trousers and black shoes, so I'll probably choose some blue socks. So, so that would be quite an earthly decision. It's not a demonic decision, is it? Choosing blue socks because I've got blue trousers is not a demonic decision. So actually, in earthly wisdom terms, it's perfectly all right. And then there's this other wisdom in between, which is this unspiritual one, which actually means sensual. It's one that says, actually, it's one of what I feel. So I've chosen a very nice, warm, fluffy pair of socks today. Again, it's not a demonic decision. It's a perfectly reasonable decision. But actually, it's that. So there's a choice. So I have a choice of this. Maybe if I give you another example, when you take a journey, do you use heavenly wisdom? Do you pray, actually, where, which way should I go? Um, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Maybe you think, actually, I use some earthly wisdom and I go on Google and I say, I need to get to, I'll give you an example, Edinburgh to St Andrews and, and Google gives me the quickest route. And I set off on that quickest route. Now, I could have chosen, so that's an earthly decision. Again, it's not demonic. Um, it's not wisdom from above, though, is it? I mean, Google doesn't come from above. It 
sort of comes from all over the place. Um, <laughs> no comment. Uh, but then there's a, there's a central one. I could have chosen to drive from Edinburgh to St Andrews via the coastal route to get a view. It would actually give me a feeling of a beautiful coast and everything like that. That's a decision I could have made. Um, I didn't, actually. I chose Google, and it was a mistake. I should have prayed about it, because we were in a hurry, and there was roadworks, and the roadworks in the countryside, I mean, they just close the road, and they send you on a 10, no, 12-mile diversion, along with everybody else. So wisdom from above would have told me not to go that way. It would have said, go another way. And then what would a demonic route be? Maybe it would be something that I choose to go to see something that I shouldn't see, or go something and do something I shouldn't do. What would that be? Now, the truth is, we make decisions all the time using all sorts of wisdom. To be absolutely honest, I've made decisions using all of these wisdoms in the last week. Sadly to say it, that I know I've used wisdom from above. But I also know I've used all these other wisdoms. I've used spiritual wisdom, non-spiritual wisdom. I've used earthly wisdom. I've used um, demonic wisdom to make decisions. And so our choice is simply that. Where do we get our apples from? Where do we choose to get those? So just on the trips, a few more photos. We've got a bit heavy there. Okay, let's get a bit of that. So a few more photos. So I say Rosa Parks, on the, on the right there, if you don't know, she was significant in the American civil rights movement uh, for the freedom of blacks in 1955, 1st of December. She boarded a bus, she sat in the section for blacks. Halfway through the journey, too many white people got on and the driver moved the sign one row back and told her to get up. And she made a decision in a split sign, but she hadn't planned it been organized in advance and she decided she was not going to get up and she was arrested and it was quite interesting actually the words she used after she, as I was arrested I knew that I would never experience the humiliation of that journey again there's a sense of wisdom in that there's a wisdom that says actually I made a decision in a moment it was heavenly. And of course it led on to the, to the man on the right is Martin Luther King. Again, we start to see heavenly wisdom. And this to me is the key for what we take from this morning. Is When we look at heavenly wisdom, how do we decide which one is heavenly wisdom? We can't judge it with any of the other three. We cannot judge God's wisdom from above using earthly wisdom. It was not earthly wise for Rosa Parks to get arrested. It was heavenly, undoubtedly wise. And I don't know if you experience it, there's times in my journey when I've seen God's wisdom about, and I usually end up saying, God, are you crazy? Are you mad? And of course that's the truth, isn't it? What does Paul say? The cross is foolishness to those that are perishing. Yeah, in human wisdom, no God of the universe is going to get himself crucified. What? That's not wise, is it? And, just, and it makes me laugh as well, in a sense, when you look at wisdom in the Bible, where do we go for wisdom? We look at Solomon. 
Solomon, the source of wisdom. What, is, what, what event do we credit to Solomon that showed his wisdom? Can somebody tell me what it was? Hmm? The two women and a baby, the prostitutes and the baby, and they were disagreeing about whose baby it was. And what was wisdom Solomon? That was Solomon's wisdom. What was Solomon's wisdom? To cut the baby in half. Cracking. Yeah, excellent. Right. Thanks, Solomon. That's really good. Uh, we'll just cut the baby in half. That doesn't look like wisdom. And yet we read that passage and we go, oh, isn't that amazing? Isn't God wise? It was not wise in human terms. We cannot judge it using this going, oh, that's a cracking idea. Let's cut the baby in half. And of course, actually, when we look in this passage, James gives us a load of ideas. And he talks about, he says, comes down from heaven, is pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, impartial, sincere. That's, we can't use that as a slide rule for deciding where to get our apples. Because cutting a baby in half is not peace-loving. It's, uh, you know... Isaac, when Abraham's told to sacrifice Isaac, that didn't seem particularly wise in human terms. And it wouldn't have seemed wise had he sacrificed Isaac. We see Abednego going into a furnace. A toasted Abednego was not wisdom on human terms, but it was wisdom on God's terms. And that, in a way, is... Is, is what we see. And I, I said about that trip to Washington. Sometimes when you see God's wisdom, you look at it and you think it makes no sense whatsoever. And that indeed was my case. I was leaving a company. I won't talk about it too much because it's not it's public. But they mistreated me in a certain way and, and there was a bit of an argument going on. And, and one day... God's wisdom was to do something which was entirely, in my opinion, crazy. It was entirely out of character. It was entirely um, not what I expected to do. It wasn't peacemaking. It certainly wasn't submissive to the company I worked for. Um, it wasn't full of mercy. But actually, I followed that. I took that, 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 that wisdom and I said, well, actually, it didn't weigh up on here. It did not, in any sense, look wise in human terms. It certainly didn't look wise in sensual terms. It was the worst working day I've ever had in my career. But actually, the outcome of it was the ability for myself and my family to fly around the world for the next 20 years for next to nothing. God's wisdom is crazy in its first instance, but amazing in its fruit. So that's a bit of background, so to carry on this journey, anybody know what this is? Hmm? The The Wright Brothers. It's the Wright Flyer, that's right. And it is the original Wright Flyer. It exists in a museum in Washington. Um, The only thing that's changed on it is they put new fabric on it in 1983. So 1903, this aeroplane flew for the first time. It was the first heavier-than-air manned flight. And you see, the, so the only thing in original is the fabric and the guy on it as well. He's just a model, but it's not the real one. But. 
But it's very interesting going here, and I didn't know this before until I went to this museum, the Wilbur Wilbur and Orville, and it says in here, you can't read it probably, but it says actually there was an amazing understanding. Why did these two guys develop this aeroplane and achieve what experts have been trying to do for years? These two guys claim to fame was the ability to make bicycles. This aeroplane was completely counterintuitive. They put the tail on the front, they did all sorts of things, and everybody said, you are crazy, this is absolutely not. What I discovered in, in Washington was that these two guys were only where they were because their father was a brethren uh, minister. So they were brethren. So actually maybe there's godly wisdom in here to do something that is completely counterintuitive to this earthly wisdom that says, well, this is how you build an aeroplane, we think. And then someone says, well, let's just do this and see where it takes. And as I say, they beat a number of people who've been trying for a long time. Uh, another bit of wisdom here. The one on the left, the one on the right. No, no, you know. <laughs> Sorry, William. He's up there. And then wisdom in terms of just continuing the trip. Uh, the space shuttle. You know, man's wisdom, but, but, but who else was involved in that? And then questionable wisdom, that's the Enola Gay uh, drop the atomic bomb on Hiroshima. <coughs> Again, we can't know, we can't judge, but it's difficult to know and you can't really uh, judge that. So the question is, where do you get your apples from? How do you choose your apples? I said we go back. Actually, let's go back. Yeah, so, so where do you choose your apples? As I say, this idea to talk about apples came at 36,000 feet on the way to Washington. That is a place that I do feel closer to God. It's a bit ironic that in aeroplanes I do have a time and it feels a space. So I, I developed this, which was completely unknown to William. As when we were in one museum, he said, come and have a look at this. Which is he found an apple roulette machine. So he had no idea that actually we were going to talk about where to get your apples from. Roulette is not potentially the best way to, uh, to choose your apples. Uh, but it is that. And then there's another place to get all the information you want, is the internet. And I found this as my final piece of field trip findings on the metro station on the way home, which was Alexa knows everything. Alexa definitely covers the first three. I wouldn't necessarily rely on her for wisdom from above. So simply just go into those Greeks. So the Greek there, Sophia on the left, is wisdom. And there is wisdom, Anathan, from above. There's wisdom from another place. And there is, I can't even I can say these now, Epigios, which is earthly wisdom. There's Sukos, which is Sukilos, Course, I can't say it, which is wisdom for sensual wisdom, and then daimonides, which is demonic wisdom. There are multiple wisdoms, and that's our choice. And, and James gives us a bit of a pointer, but the one thing to bear in mind is that selecting that wisdom is not, we can't measure it with these three, because it won't look like them at the point, but its fruit will. So we can look back at Solomon and we can see Solomon was wise. Solomon's statement was not wise in the eyes of those around him at the moment he uttered it. 
So many times we will have to make decisions using heavenly wisdom that will not look wise in human terms. But we will look back on them and go, that was heavenly wisdom. It took four months for me to know the decision I made on that day in my previous employer was to bear fruit. And I was driving my car and a text went. I pulled over and I opened this text from a colleague at my previous work who said something had changed. And I felt the Lord say, I told you so. To which I said, you didn't tell me anything. (laughs) Because that wisdom wasn't clear. It was not obvious in any sense whatsoever. So the only judge of heavenly wisdom is where it comes from. It has to come from heaven. It has to come from God. It has to come through Jesus. It has to come from the Holy Spirit. And if it doesn't come from them, then it may be one of these other sorts of wisdom and it might be appropriate to use at that moment and that space. But the question is, and I was going to pick up a book, I don't think there's one here, but what would be the best piece of advice to find in this wisdom? There's a book out the front we have called Try Praying. That's the only way I've found Try praying. Try praying about your socks. Try praying about the way you're going to get to St. Andrew. Try praying about anything. Because if there's heavenly wisdom, and we need it, and as James says, and he says in chapter 1, you notice where he is, but he says, you know, ask, ask for that wisdom. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. So, I'll leave you on that. Question, where do you get your apples from? Bound to hand over to you.